he especially dreaded that his nose might be eaten away. Long ago, his face had been famous. Although time had disguised him, he still took pride in his appearance. I had seen a few of Lawrence Hutchison's movies from the 1940s and 50s. I liked them. He'd been a commanding presence on screen. Because he'd not appeared on camera for five decades, Hutch was less known for his acting than for his children's books about a swashbuckling rabbit named Nibbles. Unlike his creator, Nibbles was fearless. Film money, book royalties, and a habit of regarding investment opportunities with paranoid suspicion had left Hutch financially secure in his old age. Nevertheless, he worried that an explosive rise in the price of oil, or a total collapse in the price of oil, would lead to a worldwide financial crisis that would leave him penniless. His house faced the boardwalk, the beach, the ocean. Surf broke less than a minute's stroll from his front door. Over the years, he had come to fear the sea. He could not bear to sleep on the west side of the house, where he might hear the waves crawling along the shore. Therefore, I was quartered in the ocean-facing master suite at the front of the house. He slept in the guest room at the back. Within a day of arriving in Magic Beach, more than a month previous to the Red Tide Dream, I'd taken a job as Hutch's cook, doubling as his chauffeur on those infrequent occasions when he wanted to go out. My experience at the Pico Mundo Grill served me well. If you can make hash browns that ring a flood from salivary glands, fry bacon to the crispness of a cracker without parching it, and make pancakes as rich as pudding, yet so fluffy they seem to be at risk of floating off the plate, you will always find work. At 4.30 that afternoon in late January, when I stepped into the parlor with Boo, my dog, Hutch was in his favorite armchair, scowling at the television, which he had muted. Bad news, sir? His deep and rounded voice rolled an ominous note into every syllable. Mars is warming. We don't live on Mars. It's warming at the same rate as the Earth. Were you planning to move to Mars to escape global warming? He indicated the silenced anchorman on the TV. This means the sun is the cause of both, and nothing can be done about it. Nothing. Well, sir, there's always Jupiter, or whatever planet lies beyond Mars. He fixed me with that luminous gray-eyed stare that conveyed implacable determination when he had played crusading district attorneys and courageous military officers. Sometimes, young man, I think you may be from beyond Mars. Nowhere more exotic than Pico Mundo, California. If you won't need me for a while, sir, I thought I'd go out for a walk. Hutch rose to his feet. He was tall and lean. He kept his chin lifted but craned his head forward, as does a man squinting to sharpen his vision, which might have been a habit that he developed in the years before he had his cataracts removed. Go out? He frowned as he approached. Dressed like that? I was wearing sneakers, jeans, and a sweatshirt. He was not troubled by arthritis and remained graceful for his age, yet he moved with precision and caution, as though expecting to fracture something. Not for the first time, he reminded me of a great blue heron stalking tide pools. You should put on a jacket. You'll get pneumonia. It's not that chilly today, I assured him. You young people think you're invulnerable. Not this young person, sir, 
I've got every reason to be astonished that I'm not already permanently horizontal. Indicating the words mystery train on my sweatshirt, he asked, What's that supposed to mean? I don't know. I found it in a thrift shop. I've never been in a thrift shop. You haven't missed much. Do only very poor people shop there, or is the criteria merely thriftiness? They welcome all economic classes, sir. Then I should go one day soon. Make an adventure of it. You won't find a genie in a bottle, I said, referring to his film The Antique Shop. No doubt you're too modern to believe in genies and such. How do you get through life when you've nothing to believe in? Oh, I have beliefs. Lawrence Hutchison was less interested in my beliefs than in the sound of his well-